This podcast is not about grief. This podcast is about life, love, and finding yourself again after losing a child. I've been exactly where you are, and now I want to show you the road back to a life of your own. Let's get started. Hi there, it's Leanne. Greetings from the wintry Moscow that starts looking more and more like winter wonderland. It's been snowing here for a couple of days and everything is covered in white snow and it's it's cold. And oh boy, this city knows how to get pretty for the New Year's. I actually tried to take some pictures and upload them onto my Instagram account so you can also see. So keep an eye out for, for Moscow in winter. Okay, but today we are talking about how do you know when you are ready for new things? Often moms ask me this and, and, and they also ask themselves, am I ready? How do I know if I'm ready? And it applies to different things, be it uh, going back to work, be it to having more children, uh, whether to go on a trip that has been already, had been already planned before, or I don't know, go out and meet, meet some friends, uh, or for example, even start to start working with a coach. And here is my take on this in four steps. First, knowing you are ready for something starts with a nudge. And something the nudge is very, very light. And sometimes it's a bit stronger. It's this notion that you might want it. And I believe if somehow these things land into our viewpoint, you are ready. Because if you were nowhere to be ready, you wouldn't even consider them as possibility. You wouldn't even notice them. They just wouldn't show up on your radar as an option. And it's like when you enter a destination in GPS, you get options how to get from point A to point B. And often GPS offers you several options. And sometimes you think that, why can't I go through here? This seems like a shortcut. But no, GPS doesn't consider this as an option. Not possible. And in the same way, if you are not ready for something, it wouldn't even come up on your radar. Shortly after I lost my son, I had thoughts about having more children. The nudge, the want, it was there. And I always had wanted to have more children before I lost him. But it didn't happen while my, son, while my son was still alive. So I wasn't sure if it still was an option for me. But it was there. I wanted to have more children. Losing my child hadn't ended my wanting for more children. And also, I've been thinking, many parents work with therapists after the child loss. They, they, they take care of their mental health. And that also means you have a nudge. You actually want to get better. You want to keep on living. You want to be happier. And if happy sounds unreachable or even rude at this point, then let's say you just want to be more content in your life. Because let's be honest, if you wouldn't want to continue living, you wouldn't see a person that helps you to get better. And that doesn't mean that you don't have crappy days when you feel like you don't want to go on and when all you want is crawl into the bed and never leave it and just die. But at the same time, the nudge, the want to live is also there. 
And it's there for a reason. After working with a therapist for a while, I had a nudge that I want something more. You know this feeling when it's good, it's okay, but you have this slight sense that it could be better. So I started searching for more, started reading, listening um, to podcasts and, and talks. And if you'd ever ask me if I knew I was ready for coaching, I can't even answer it. I was just following the nudge, just one step at a time. So step two, okay, now you know you have the nudge, but then you have also doubts, whether it's even okay to want it, whether it's okay to want it now, you have doubts, you have fear, and all these emotions happen because of the stories you tell yourself, because our brain will not let us have it easy. You ask why? Because the primal function of our brain is to keep us safe. And change, even the slightest change, is perceived as danger. Brain likes status quo. And it doesn't care about your growth as a human, your happiness, your fulfillment. Same, same is the best for the brain. And so we start telling stories about the things we want. And we make these things we want mean something. And typically, two main types of stories happen. First of all, a story, what it means about you, what kind of person you are, and B, story about what other people will think about you. And our automatic stories often involve a lot of fear and shame. What if it's too early to want another child? What if the coaching will not give any results? I've already tried these things and I haven't succeeded. I, I tried feeling better and I can't. I knew I wanted more children, but at the same time, I was really scared about what other people will think about it. They will think that I'm replacing my lost son. They will think, how can she after the loss? But stories are just stories, and we invent them in our heads, which is good news because we also have the power to shift them. Because if we let the stories run, we end up convincing ourselves that we don't even want the thing. It's too early, people will hate us, disown us, and we'll end up alone and on the street. And okay, I am a bit over-exaggerating, of course, but at the same time, stories have immense power to keep you stuck. So I want you to think about the stories you are telling yourself and choose them wisely and tell the stories in a way that take you forward instead of keeping you stuck. Third step, you take a decision. Just take a decision to your best ability. I've come to believe with time that there is no such thing as a wrong decision. You just take a decision. Because most of the time, our knowledge about the future is very limited. We live in a volatile world. Human lives are unpredictable. So we just do our best, really. And all that is needed for you to move forward, start new things, is 10 seconds of courage to say yes. Yes. 10 seconds of courage. Because let's be honest, most of us regret things we didn't do, not the things we did. And that leads to the fourth step, re-evaluate, change your mind. Because most decisions are not even final. Most of the times you can re-evaluate, readjust, change your mind in the process. And even if the decision you took turns out 
was not something you enjoyed. And I'm deliberately avoiding to use the word wrong decision. And because there is no such thing as wrong decision. You just took a decision with the knowledge you had at the moment, and you still learned from this decision a ton. And you will get new nudges once along the way. This morning, funnily enough, my six-year-old son was uh, teaching his brother. He said, and I just, I just love, I can't help his tone when he's doing this, saying this, uh, you, you know what sentences. He said, it's okay to make mistakes because mistakes is how we learn. And I was so proud hearing him say that. I wish I was so wise at age of six. I think I started intentionally realizing that I can learn from my mistakes and that making mistakes doesn't mean I'm a failure around 40, but of course, better later than never. So nothing, absolutely nothing has gone wrong here. If you don't like the direction you are moving, it's okay to change your mind. Only when you don't take the decision to move forward, then you stay stuck and you don't learn anything. You just stay stuck. So to sum it all up, how do you know when you are ready? When you have a nudge, listen to it. Because it's there for a reason. It's telling you something about what you want to do, what's important in your life, and where you want to go. It's there for a reason. And most likely, that means that you are ready. And then listen to the stories that come up when you want to follow your nudge. Pay attention what you make it mean about you and what you imagine other people will make mean about you. And check if it's really true and whether this is the story you want to be telling yourself. And then just take a decision. Ultimately, right decision doesn't exist. So it's better to take a decision, move forward and learn from it. Okay, that's all that I have for you today. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. If you haven't yet, I would love if you've subscribed and rated my podcast if you love it. And have a good week listening to what nudges you. Bye. If you are loving this podcast, then please hit subscribe, download it, and please share it with other childless survivor moms. I'm committed to help as many moms as possible to recover and build a life after childless. You can find me here on Instagram, TikTok, at Life After A Child Loss, or you can visit my website, coachlienen.com. That's coach, L-I-E-N-E.com. And if you'd love to chat, you can sign up for a free coaching call on my website. See you next week.